NFL experience? Then this is the show for you. This is Up on Game with LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plaxico Burris. Did you hear that? LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, Plaxico Burris? It's a show with three of the best to ever do it on and off the field. And now, here's Pro Bowlers LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion Plaxico Burris. All right, all right, all right. Welcome into the show. Welcome into the show. What's up on game? It's TJ Hushmanzada. It's Burris. I'm LeVar Arrington. We got a lot to get to. Obviously, it's a divisional NFL playoff football Saturday. Uh, but before we get going, um, I got to tell you guys out there, make sure you download the DraftKings app. Use the code UPONGAME. All right, you hear us betting all the time or talking about betting on Plexico. DJ, they love to get their little, you know, little bets in there. So make sure you go to DraftKings app, download it, use the code UPONGAME to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit minimum. $5 deposit required. So eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Uh, guys. There's a lot going on. Obviously, it's it's playoff time. There's there's this is a big weekend, a big slate of games. I like this slate of games. First and foremost, before I go into what I'm about to ask y'all, because I'm gonna really hit y'all with one right here, and I I really am interested to hear what you guys are thinking. How are y'all doing? First and foremost, how's everything going? How how was y'all's week? How how did everything go for you? Did it work out the way that you wanted it to? Did you get something done? <laughs> did you get ahead in life? How, well, well, talk to me. Well, we bit. know we know for a fact you did, but uh, I'm Oof, good over here. I was here. on the move, man. <laughs> I was on the move, you know. Yeah, you was on the go, champ. Was yeah, I was go. in your spot. I was in your your set. I was I was yeah, I was, was set was tripping in, in your set. Yeah, you was in, the, in, in my in my neck of the woods where everything is you know lovely and some of the greatest athletes in the world come out of. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so subdued? Did 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 you uh, did did you get a massage or something before you came on? No, radio man, plex? no, I'm, I'm just relaxing, man. Listen, I'm oh, fine. It's like he about to play listen, a game, I'm, you know, before listen, the game. I'm, I'm man, out here, man. It's, it's, it's mad brick out here in Jersey. I think yeah. we might make it, you know, into the teens today. <sighs> so, you know, so with that being said. Palm trees and Saturday. clear skies, Plex. Palm uh, trees and clear oh, skies yeah. out here, man. Not hey, a was it windy sky. over where you were at, though, TJ? Like, it was real windy up up on this this nice piece of mountain property that I Yeah, it was it was windy. It was windy over here yesterday and last night it was quite windy but today no storms though no snow no get up you know 70 degrees yeah we're not the skies oh man (laughs) Ah, well you know there you go maybe that's why i'm excited (laughs) maybe that's why plexico is sitting by the crackling fire of the fireplace and enjoying Mm. this show we called up on game all right so here we go speaking of fire let me start one dan quinn is probably the most sought after or close to it uh, coaching recipient for these coaching vacancies. Dan Quinn, I, I said it. I, I you know I, I think a lot of people believed it. A lot of people subscribe to it as well. He was going to be the linchpin of sorts. He was going to be the MVP 
of if the Dallas Cowboys were able to have a better season because we all knew that the defense was the the liability for for this Dallas team. The Dallas defense changes, it improves. They lead the league in, in statistical categories that were important, turnovers, different things like that. And and now you're you're looking at the possibility of losing that after one season. Now, everybody raves about Kellen Moore. But when Kellen Moore had the opportunity to lead this team while Mike Mike McCarthy had COVID, who led the team? Dan Quinn. Experience, that's all. Okay. So in experience, would you, in an attempt to keep what Dan Quinn has brought to this team, which is a lot, would you be willing to replace Mike McCarthy with Dan Quinn, knowing that you have Kellen Moore to be able to call the offense, and now you keep in place and intact what was built in one season with Dan Quinn? For TJ, absolutely not. Dan Quinn is, I mean, and I'm just stating it from, from what he's done, he's average. Ooh. He's average. And you say, oh, why do you say he's average, TJ? As a head coach, he's 43 and 42. That's average to me, is it not? You're pretty much a 500 coach. You're an average coach. You've won just as many games as you've lost. So that tells me you're an average coach. What makes him a better coach than Mike McCarthy? Mike McCarthy is an average. His record states that's not the case. Dan Quinn had a big lead in the Super Bowl. He lost it. He lost it. And did he turn Dallas defense around? He did. I give him credit for that. He put Micah Parsons in situations that people didn't believe Micah Parsons could play and be successful in. But it was Randy Gregory gets hurt. DeMarcus Lawrence gets hurt. Ah, let's see if Micah Parsons can rush the passer. Oh, man, he's our best pass rusher. And he can play stack linebacker. And he can play in the middle. He did a great job with that defense. I will give him credit. But why would I replace Mike McCarthy with somebody that's proven over time to be an average head coach? He's 43 and 42 over his career. I'm not doing that. Flex? Hey, when we talk about these head coaches, you know, getting an interview for, you know, for different jobs, uh, you know, guys like Dan Quinn, who, you know, he had a little bit of success in Atlanta, but dating back and just going back to what y'all guy was saying, blowing a 24-point lead in the Super Bowl, that's just – Atlanta has never been the same since. <laughs> They've never been the same since, but – you know, uh, Dan Quinn, he's getting interviews by the New York Giants and Chicago Bears. Those Broncos. aren't situations. Those aren't situations that you want to be in as a head coach going into, you know, being the head coach of your second organization. Now, I will say this. When you start talking about the coaches going places, look at the players that they have. If you take uh, Trevon Diggs and Michael Parsons, and if you put them on any <laughs> defense within these 32 teams – they are automatically a contender to win that division. So you got to look at the pieces that you have as a head coach. You, you look at guys like Josh McDaniels. He had four or five different, uh, you know, options to go be a head coach in Indianapolis and Denver and all these places. But you know what? You know what he had? He had the goat. He said, "Listen, I'm not leaving to the goat leave. My job is secure." So I think right now, you know, some of these coaches uh, are turning down, you know, coaching opportunities because of, because of job security. You look at the, you look at the uh, the firing of David Culley, uh, you know Brian Flores out of 
coach in in just three years. Coaches, they want to get to that position where they can be a head coach, but in the back of their mind, they also want security. So if you're Dan Quinn, why would you leave if you're a defensive-minded coach, which the Chicago Bears have a pretty good defense, but as far as the New York Giants is concerned, he's a defensive-minded coach. You're not going to coach a better defense in Dallas if you choose to go anywhere else. Hey, LeVar, let me ask you this question. If you were the head coach of a team and you were playing a game, your team was down 17 to 13 with just about three minutes left. It's fourth and goal from the one yard line. Are you kicking the field goal or are you going for it? What's the what's the score total? 17 to 13. Down you're up 17, 13. You're down. You're down. you're down 17 to 13. Three minutes left in the game. Fourth and goal from the one yard line. What are you going to do in the game? Mm-hmm. I'm going for it. In the, in the okay, well, just so you know, Dan Quinn was in that situation. Just so you know, in 2015, he was a coach of the Falcons. He kicked the field goal. Things that make you go, hmm. He kicked the field goal, saying yeah, it gave not- us a better chance to win. It's fourth and goal from the one-yard line. Go for it. And get was, they lost 17 to 16. Great three points right there. Yeah, well. I wouldn't have put the ball back in Tom Brady's hands. That's I, I'm gonna take the chance trying to get the points that you also got. And that was just that. a regular season game against oh, the Forty Nineers that I'm referring to. Oh, okay. We're not right. talking about the the epic collapse in, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, we're, we're not a, talking even, even though Kyle score. Shanahan deserves a lot of the blame for that. Dan Quinn, you're the head coach. It falls on your shoulders. And, and I'm with Plax. He had great players, and a lot of people have great players, and they don't get the best out of them. Dan Quinn. He got the best out. I was around Dan Quinn when I was in Seattle. I like him a lot. But th- there's a lot of coaches that you kind of take for granted. And Mike McCarthy maybe one. I-, I didn't like the way uh, things went in that playoff game. I-, I-, I don't know if they could have handled it better. I don't they mind. You know they could have handled it better. I don't, I don't mind the play call. I really don't. It was the execution of the play call. But, but I don't mind it the way – that the 49ers played it. But firing a coach that has won a Super Bowl for a coach that blew a Super Bowl, firing a coach that has a winning record over a coach that's average record-wise, I'm not doing that. All right, but what if the logic is, and, and here's where I think the logic, where it comes from. If you're looking at from the fact that a lot of people think that Kellen Moore turned into the coach in waiting. You said it in the beginning of the segment, experience. Lack of experience was why he didn't lead the team. What if Dan Quinn is is the person that holds, holds serve for Dallas to keep going in the right direction as the head coach until the young prince is able to be old enough and wise enough to be the king? See, to me, I look at it from the perspective of if you were to let Dan Quinn go, with all those good players that you you guys mentioned on the Dallas defense, this is still a defense that had much largely in part had the same defense last year with only the addition of really Michael Parsons and and, and I think one secondary guy, the the safety or whatever. But to me, this defense would not have been as good if Dan Quinn isn't the defensive coordinator. So while I sit there and say I understand the idea of looking at it from the head coach's perspective – what if you're saying the balance of keeping Dan Quinn there and getting this defense up to par is is really a, 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 symptom, a symptom of keeping a team going in the right direction and not sliding back? Because if you think about it, this offense, while it, it rated high in a lot of statistical categories, they certainly 
did not come through when they needed to, especially against good teams. It's 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 right there in print. They did not do well against good teams. So if Kellen Moore is the guy that you're looking at, you don't want this team to fall apart due to free agency and guys leaving, and you don't want the defense to slide back into being something else, and you run the risk of this defense becoming a pedestrian defense again if you lose Dan Quinn due to free agency as a coach. And that's why I think that it's it, it actually, when I heard the idea of it, it would be something that if I'm a decision maker, I think I got to kick the tires around on this because it's like, okay, process of elimination. If I lose Mike McCarthy versus Dan Quinn after this season, which one do I lose more with if I lose that person? Now, now LaVar, you're a defensive player. Yeah, Dallas but Cowboys, I've been a head coach, feed, though. But I Dallas think, Cowboys, I think more so the Dallas Cowboys now, have feasted because they've had – they've created a ton of turnovers. We all know you're not going to create turnovers at the rate they've been doing every year. Every single year, You're right. not going to do that. That's and, fair. And so, and so could things be skewed a little bit because they forced so many turnovers? Yeah, but that's Are they going to force system. that many – they, they didn't do that last that year. Next and year, they, did they, they do that when he had injuries? Right, but so what I'm saying is, if they don't force the amount of turnovers they forced this year, then what? Yeah, I mean, it's a great, it's a great conversation. It's a great, uh, great. I took weight. Uh, I thought I mean, they, they led the league um, in turnover differential. They led the league. I mean, I I think that it's a it's a conversation that's going to ensue because I do think that where where there could be the, the situation where you lose Dan Quinn, is that is that a blow that you'd rather take than maybe possibly keeping him and losing Mike McCarthy as your head coach? I, I don't know. I, I just think that it's a conversation you got to have. And speaking of conversations, there's going to be a whole lot of conversations. We got up on your head coming up. We got legendary moments, man. Jared Allen, y'all think he's a Hall of Famer? I think he is. Well, we had I had a moment to have some conversation with him, um, and and I, we, we want to make sure we get that to you in a legendary moment. We got a lot to get to. This is up on game. Hey, make sure. Look, we've hit the divisional rounds of the NFL playoffs. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, they still have huge cash prizes up for grabs this week. New customers can get in the game and play for free for millions with their first deposit. There are only a few weeks of football left, so draft your squads now. All right, playing daily fantasy football is simple. Just pick your lineup of stars while staying under the salary cap and score enough points to bring home cash. And with free shots at a million well, millions of dollars in total prizes, you'll feel the action of the divisional rounds like never before. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the promo code UPONGAME to play free for millions. That's right. Enter the promo code UPONGAME to get a free shot at millions in total prizes with your first deposit. Get in the action for the divisional round of only, well, divisional rounds only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Man, Minimum I am the $5. King. What's that? 
I am the draft king, but oh, I'm sorry. Geez. Okay. Minimum of $5 <laughs> deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. It says right here that LeVar Arrington slayed the, the guy that thought he was the draft king. Oh, I didn't know that was a part of the read. Uh, you're listening to Up On Game right now. That was TJ Hushmanzada. He is now slain because he was the draft king, and he, well, he gave way to uh, LeVar, who slayed him, and, and well, Plexico, Plexico back there just looking at uh, the horses and how they going to uh, go. You know? Man, I'm just sitting here, I'm just sitting here vibing to this Raycron of Mobilarity, man. Oh. Casablanca. Oh, so that you, you was We pulled that song out. Somebody went real deep in the crates. Oh, okay. So you was hip-hopping it while I was slaying TJ. Okay. Oh, That's what yeah. happens here on Up On Game. You know what I mean? We got we got Plex rocking the Raekwon. We got TJ losing his, his kingdom ship to LeVar. And that's what we do. We got Up On Your Head on the other side of this break. Fox Sports Radio. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back into Up On Game. We got a whole lot of things that's going on. Things to get to. We'll get to a legendary moment with Jared Allen being the the guy that we interviewed this week, and that's going to be exciting to to hear that. We also have to talk. We got to talk divisional rounds. I mean, this is it's it's big. So, and speaking of divisional rounds, you know, make sure you download the DraftKings app. Use the code up on game to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. It's a minimum of $5 that's required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Let's go. Let's get with it. Oh, yeah. Now, it's over like this. I'm on your head with James Jackson. All right. We got JJ here from the Straight Facts Podcast. Uh, what you got, man? Who's yeah. head you on this week? I'm on, I'm on somebody head. You guys know me. So, of, of all the teams that I've called out, this season. This is another team, another unit that has escaped me all season. Um, but, you know, for the, for the divisional round, like, I, I got to come back and double back to this team. And I got three former players on me re- with me right now. So I hope I don't hit too much of a nerve with this one. But last week what I saw was egregious from the NFL referees. Mm, man, I got to get on their head. And I know that I know that the Aaron whistle that they blew last week in the Bengals Raiders game didn't decide the outcome of the game. But you're lying, just like Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor. If you tell me you didn't hear that whistle, I mean I'm, I'm watching it from my TV screen, and I can hear the whistle. And so uh, blown calls can really turn a game chaotic. We've seen it many times. If you just look at that scene, I mean you got people all over the place. It just looks like a zoo. And no wonder the zebras were siding with the Bengals on that one. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. I'm, I'm really the first one to say that you can't blame losses on officials. Like, there's so much more that happens throughout the scope of a game. But we've seen some refs, like, decide some crucial playoff games with the calls they make or don't make at the end of the game in past history. Like, did Dez catch it? Should the Rams have not gone to the Super Bowl after that non-PI call? Did Brady actually fumble the ball? Like, th- these are all questions that arise after, you know, refs kind of put their stamp on the game, right? And, you know, just because y'all look like uh, Foot Locker refs or Foot Locker employees doesn't mean you can lose y'all shoes in the moment now. Like, we still, we still need you to come up in the moment. And mm. I, I'm really laughing. I'm really laughing because I know Cowboys fans all over are listening, right, waiting for me to address their situation at the end of their game last week, too. But, I, 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 Cowboys fans, you guys did that to yourselves. I'm really only here to address referee mistakes. I'm not defending you guys. I was just poor decision-making 
at the end of your game. But bottom line is that we ask players to step up their performance in the playoffs all the time. So now I'm doing the same from the referees. Tighten up, officials, because I'm on your head. Mm. I had to get that out. I had to get it all out. Right. Well, I, I, let me ask you guys this. Did the, did the whistle mess up the, the outcome of the play? See, to me, I thought the, the play should have been blown dead and it should have been replayed again. But I'm, I'm not going to sit there and say that the play should have been blown dead and replayed again because it impacted the outcome of the play. I thought the, I thought the touchdown was going to be the touchdown no matter what mm-hmm. at the point the whistle blew. What, what do y'all think? I personally feel like when the whistle was blown, the ball was in flight. It was going to be a touchdown regardless. Yeah, it was. And, and so it was. would the Raiders have prevented that from being a touchdown? Absolutely not. If you replay that and the Bengals don't score, you've quite possibly cost them the game. And so it was erroneous whistle. Um, by rule, they should have replayed it. But I believe the right decision was made in, oh, it's going to be a touchdown anyway. I mean, and you can point to the Raiders' last drive, that phantom roughing the passer call that gave him 15 yards when he hit his shoulder, didn't touch his head. True. And so the officials, they, they have a hard job. And I'm one, I'm on them a lot. I'm disenchanted by just, it's so many things. Oh, this happens. And then, oh, that ball, that's not a fumble. Somebody got in their ear and said this or that. The replay says, when you go back to the McVay, the Rams game where A.J. Green, is it a catch? Is it not a catch? Was it a fumble? Man, it seemed like that took 10 minutes to figure out. Like, let's get the game moving. Officials are going to make mistakes, and guys like me are going to be on their head with James. But <laughs> yes, sir. It, it, it is what it is. I don't believe that cost them the game because they had a chance to win it late. They didn't get it done. And, and plus, you bring up a good point because it's something that I've argued with a lot of people before, and that's like the human element in sports, right? Like you said it. Like they're human. We all make mistakes. And they're just in a – such a small margin of error position because their mistakes get magnified to everybody. And like people like to, to kind of project down the road that if you didn't make this call, you didn't make this call. We wouldn't have lost or won the game, but I do side with you. Like part of the human element of sports is, you know, maybe having to come back from a call that didn't necessarily go your way, but having to play beyond that play and still win the game because you're right that that whistle or non-whistle doesn't decide the outcome of that play. The Bengals were going to score anyway. I'm just looking at the side of the Raiders where if I hear the whistle, I'm telling my defense to stop because I know if I don't, that in, a, in another play, it can air in a, it can you know, warrant a penalty. So that's where I see it from the Raiders was my big point. There's so many problems with this, this whole blown whistle situation in the whole new NFL replay. And, you know, I was listening to, uh, you know, one of the guys, Crosby, saying, like, listen, we heard the whistle, so automatically as a defensive player, you basically just shutting it down and moving on to the next play. But then the referees, they're, they're reviewing the play, and the people in New York are looking at it. So I don't know what the whole, the whole uh, thing is for replay. If you're looking at them get it wrong, then why can't you correct them? That's what I don't understand. Hmm. And, and, and as far as them scoring, uh, scoring a touchdown on that drive, it does impact the game. Because if, if, if they don't get that touchdown, they kick the field goal, they're, they're, go, they're going into halftime 6-6 six, six because the Raiders go down, down the field and kick a field goal. 
Now the game is what? It's, 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 uh, it's 10-6 instead of 6-6. So it did have an impact on the game. And then the, uh, Cincinnati deferred, and they ended up getting the ball after halftime. So it does impact the football game. But the point that, that, the, that the referees, when they were asked, did y'all blow the whistle, they said they did not blow the whistle until the ball was already caught which is absolutely wrong. That is the reason why they're not going to ref any more NFL games for the rest mm-hmm. of this postseason. How are you as a referee, when they ask you about the whistle, you're going to say to, 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 the, to uh, the lead official guy and everybody out in the world that you didn't blow the whistle and the whistle was not blown until after the catch was made. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody heard the whistle. So my whole thing with this whole NFL replay is if you are watching them get it wrong and you know it's wrong. Then correct it right there. In New York, then correct it. Because they're doing it for other plays. Right. So I don't understand how you can just look at it and let them uh, destroy the game and not correct the problem. Man, you overturn that touchdown and they don't score. Oh man, it's gonna be hell. That's, that, that's what I'm trying to tell hell. you. Like you, it don't matter. Your, your mistakes shouldn't cost me. Yeah, your mistakes should not cost me. That's like, that's like taxes, me. though. I mean, that, I, I don't no. want to. I don't want to have to pay for <laughs> other people's mistakes with my hard-earned cash. But we do. So I mean, mm-hmm. that is what it is. That's a whole nother topic. Uh, I mean, I, listen, I. I, I agree with Plex honestly. I really do. And and as as horrible as it would be to have to overturn that touchdown when it wasn't going to impact the touchdown is sad, but mistakes happen and you just got that's a part of the game as well is that you got to overcome mistakes that may have happened, but it, it, it's, it's a conversation. their own rule. That, it's their own yeah. rule. When the ball yeah, is in the yeah. air and the whistle is blown, the play is dead. You're going to fourth down. They're kicking a the field goal. It's plain yeah. and simple. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the rule. What it is. By rule, it is the rule. But, hey, hey, JJ, we appreciate you, man. Everybody, make sure you check out, subscribe to Up On Game Presents uh, Street Facts Podcast with with uh, my man James Jackson. JJ, if you're nasty, uh, yeah, keep, keep standing on their heads, bro. Keep keep staying on their head. And I you know, see, we see you working with Villanova. How, how How's that going yeah. so far? Real quick, how's how's the Villanova season going for them? Going over, they're going great. They're, they're actually they're on uh, TV right now at Georgetown, um, trying to get back a win. Tough loss uh, this past Wednesday at home. The first time we've lost at home in the in the Finneran Pavilion since about 2018, I believe. But look, number 11 in the country, bounce back. We come back on Tuesday, get another win at home. You know what we do, Wildcats, baby, Wildcats. Go Cats! Come on, man. We went up to Madison. Let we went up to Madison last night. Beat Wisconsin by 12 in their building. Yeah, hey. Ranked number eight Flex, in the country. Flex, I see. On, Let's go. Flex, I see y'all. I Let's see go, y'all. baby. I see y'all. I see y'all. Spartans trying to do Let's something. Let's go. We go see in March, baby. We go see in March. You come mm-hmm. on. There we go, and we're going to talk about it. Hopefully, maybe we might be there, depending on, you know, where the world is. All right, listen, guys, download the DraftKings app and use code UPONGAME to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. We're going to see our man, Mr. Isaac Lowenkron, for an update right now. What you got, 
Hey, LaVar, why don't we start hey, with that Villanova game? Right now at Capital it? One Arena in D.C., number 11, Villanova out to a 25-19 to lead over Georgetown. 8.37 left to play in the first half at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Number 6, Duke, leading Syracuse 27-18. to 5.34 left to play in the first half there. And West Virginia, an 18-17 to lead at 18th-ranked Texas Tech. 7.38 left to play in the first half. Divisional round of the NFL playoffs kicks off at 4. 4.30 Eastern is the Tennessee Titans host the Cincinnati Bengals. Tonight at 8.15 Eastern, it's the Packers and 49ers from Lambeau Field. On the coaching front, the New York Giants announcing this morning they've interviewed Buffalo Bills defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier for their head coaching job. Ed Werder reporting that Dan Quinn's interviewing for the Chicago Bears head coaching job this morning via Zoom. Meanwhile, former Colts and Lions head coach Jim Caldwell took to Twitter today to deny a recent report that he turned down opportunities to interview for the Vikings and Raiders head coaching jobs. Finally, in college football, fellas, you aware of the situation at Hawaii? Tell us. This broke overnight. June Jones, who previously was the head coach at Hawaii. We're going. And also an NFL head coach, obviously. Well, Hawaii offered June Jones its head coaching job again after Todd Graham resigned. But Jones turned it down, and he took to Twitter to explain why. He tweeted, and I quote, I am still interested in this job, but there is no way I could accept with the conditions offered me. No coach in their right mind would accept dictating who can be on my staff and only two-year contract. What recruit would come if I was here for two years? Question mark, question mark, question mark, dot, dot. This has never been about money, but it is about giving me the ability to turn our program around and not have people tell me who is on my staff or how to coach my team. Unquote. Aloha. Back to you. Aloha to you, Mr. Ailo, the legend. Uh, Okay, so we had some interesting um, sound from from our guy, courtesy of 105.3, the fan, Michael Irving. And we, we had a conversation last week as it applied to you got to get your stars the ball. And, I mean, this is, you know, this is what – we heard Troy Aikman talk about it, but here's what Mike Irving had to say about it, and I want to hear it, get y'all's opinion on it. Our stars didn't show up. We had no shot. Whenever you got disorder, dysfunction. We can't have our stars putting up role player numbers like 31 yards rushing. One catch for 21 <laughs> yards, 69 passer rated. And then have our role players putting up numbers like Schultz and Wilson. That's a disorder. Trying to make our role players stars, our stars role players. That's a disorder, and the team dysfunction. There you go. So, I mean, y'all give me, y'all give me y'all's, y'all's take on it. I mean, I, I, it's a 100% correct in what he's saying. It, it, it is, man. Uh, I will say this, man. From an offensive standpoint, the Dallas Cowboys are loaded at every position. I mean, they have elite talent at the quarterback position. Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and Gallup, and Ezekiel Elliott. And Amari Rogers is a $20 million a year performer. Mark Cooper. And um, yeah, um, um, Mark Cooper. Let's go. Cool. So yeah. I've been saying to myself, it, that, that just seems like days and Sundays where it's, it's either a feast of famine for him. 
He either has one of these games where it's like four catches, 40 yards, and a touchdown. And then the following week, he's like eight for 175 and three. And listen, I know how the ebb and flow of football games take place every Sunday. But it, to me, it just doesn't seem like he goes out and competes every Sunday like he is the best wide receiver on the football field. And he's an elite talent. He has speed. He gets separation in and out of his breaks. But for some reason, he just hasn't climbed the ladder of being that elite player at the wide receiver position that we envision him to be. Because when we talk about who are the top wide receivers in all of football, his name doesn't. His name is not on the list mm-hmm. as far as the top five. But and I agree with Irv. Like they have to come out. And have a, a kind of sense of urgency and be like, listen, man, this is the playoffs. Every every possession is precious. And CD Lamb is 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 a phenomenal player. You know, he's also a rookie. And he's going to continue to get better. But I, I agree with Michael Irvin one hundred percent. Those guys that are making that kind of money as as performers and players playing on that offense, they need to come out and shine. And and it's all about managing the football game also. And this is a fall rim. It falls on Mike McCarthy and, 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 Kelly, and Kelly Moore going into this game and say, listen, I'm going to get Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb involved in this game on the first drive some way, somehow. I'm going to get the ball in their hands and let them get comfortable. And maybe we, we can find a matchup that we like and put these guys in one-on-one situations so we can let their ability show. And I didn't see that from a coaching standpoint. And then when it came for a time for them to throw the football and, and get the football to them, it was already too late. Man, get, get them superstars involved in the game early. So you can't just put it on them. But at the same time, they have to go out and make the plays that you – you know, listen, if you want to be a great player in this league, you have to make the plays that you're supposed to make and also make a few plays that you're not supposed to make. Yeah. That's what makes a great player in this league. Indeed. Listen, when, when I'm going to just give all these head coaches, coordinators free game right now. If you want your receiver to be engaged – from the first snap to the last snap, get them the ball the first drive or attempt to get them the ball the first drive. When you exactly. don't try to get the receiver the ball, we know from the script in that meeting the night before, okay, they trying to get first me the template. ball. Yeah, they trying to get me the ball. Whether I get it or not, I know you've tried to get me the ball. I'm engaged. CeeDee Lamb didn't have a catch until midway through the third quarter. You got Jerry Jones coming out basically saying, like, Amari Cooper, you gone. Like, a player of his stature, a player that makes what he's supposed to make, you got to make the plays that Plex was just talking about. Jerry Jones is pissed. But that, to me, falls on the coordinator, the head coach, and the quarterback. You got to understand, systems don't win games. Players win games. It's not the play you're calling it's the player that's going to make that play. But everybody has this perception that the Dallas Cowboys are loaded. What I saw, that offensive line got manhandled. That offensive line is not loaded. That, that's a myth. That's a thing of the past. That old line is nowhere near what it was. Lyle they Collins got handled yeah. yeah. up front. 49ers brought four, and they had Dak under pressure the entire game. But get your receivers the ball the first drive, throw him a quick screen, give him a hitch, a slant, whatever it may be. Give him a bubble screen. We're engaged. I mean, I don't get the ball in the first half. I don't even want to play no more. 
<laughs> and that's a fact. Word up. I, I went and got me a Pepsi with with a dark uh, a dark rum, a cra- some cracking rum because <laughs> I just knew when when they didn't yeah when they didn't get him the ball like that um, you know getting uh, C D Lamb involved I just knew it was about to go bad yeah, man. man I mean it's just it's that's crazy. just what it felt like but hey you know. That's, I'm, that's, that's how we, is that not how receivers feel? And, if you and, give me the ball and, flex, am I playing all game? Am I playing hard? Am I blocking? Absolutely. I don't, hey, they don't like understand that. Listen, well, listen, I knew that in the first 10 plays when I was in New York that we were, we were going to throw a deep ball. We are going to throw, throw the ball deep in the first 10 plays of the game. And you look at our tapes, and we, we hit a lot of those plays and scored a lot of touchdowns early. But that, that, those are the, some of the things I'm talking about from Kellen Moore and you know, getting these guys about getting involved early, and to me, TJ, from from a court, from a wide receiver with a quarterback perspective, you look at all the elite, uh, you know, relationships between quarterback and wide receiver. You're talking about, uh, you know, uh, Adams and, and and Aaron Rodgers, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, and you look at the, the rapport that they have. It's undeniable for an elite wide receiver. Bro, like Amari Cooper <laughs> and Dak Prescott, they don't have that relationship. And and, and, and for me, that's mind-boggling. Your first you know, 10 plays should be three for Zeke, three for Cooper, three for C.D. Lamb, one for whomever else. Now, if the coverage takes us somewhere else, that's okay. But when that play is called, they know, ooh, this is designed to go to me. Mm-hmm. That's all you want. That's all you want. I'll tell you a design. It's designed that, that it's the divisional round of the playoffs. And I'll tell you what, DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, it still has huge cash prizes, people, up for grabs. This week, new customers can get in on the game and play free for millions with their deposit. There are only a few weeks of football left, so draft your squad now. Playing daily fantasy football is simple. Just pick your lineup of NFL stars while staying under the salary cap and score enough points to bring home cash. And with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes, you'll feel the action of the divisional rounds like you never have before. DraftKings is safe, secure, it's reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw that cash, that scratch, that cheese. Whenever you want, download the DraftKings app now and use promo code up on game. Make sure you use the promo code up on game. I'm trying to hook y'all up here. We're trying to hook you up. Don't you see what's going on right now? That's why I'm live reading it. Play for millions. That's right. Enter the promo code up on game to get a free shot at millions in total prizes with your first deposit. Get into action in the divisional rounds only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Don't for blow details. the whistle. Hey, you know. Mm. Hey, so listen up, fellas. Uh, we're going to switch real quick on this short segment, next segment. I want to hear what y'all feel about uh, Magic Johnson chiming in on, uh, well, TJ's Lakers. I thought it was interesting. <laughs> oh, Russ didn't like it juicy. too much. But, you know, it is what it is, right? I mean, when you ain't playing well, people going to have juicy. something to say. But uh, we have that. We got legendary moment coming up with Jared Allen. You'll want to hear that. Super dope dude. I hope he gets that call for the hall. Uh, and, and a few more things. Up on game down on game as I we mentioned DraftKings you know we put you up on game we put you down on game I don't have the lingo for it they got the lingo but I just get them joints right that's all we do here at up on game TJ Hushmanzada they call him the Pantene man yeah that's Stretch Armstrong that's T uh, Plexico Burst I'm LeVar Arrington you know I just sit here and I'm the cheerleader for the fan club that's all we do right here right now FSR will be right back 
Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. Let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live wherever Get your podcast from. All right. All right. Welcome back in. Download the DraftKings app. Use the code up on game to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Enter promo code up on game, y'all. You get it for free. Anyway. Let's jump into this, guys. Uh, Magic Johnson tweeted out. Excuse me. I said there was there was sound. There is sound from Russ and the media on what took place. Let's take a listen to it. I want to hear y'all's reaction to it super quick. All right, here we go. Russ, Magic Johnson tweeted after the game that there was not enough effort, uh, not a sense of urgency, and that Laker fans and Genie Bus deserve better from from the team that they support. I just wanted to see if you had a reaction to Magic's take. Oh, I do not. I do not have a reaction. Everybody is entitled in this world to their opinion, um, regardless of what that is. You can either take it and run with it or you can take it and put it one ear not the other um, or you cannot respond to it but Magic's getting tied up to his opinion and he's not here every day he's not around us every day he's not aware of kind of what's going on internally um, with us and trying to figure things out uh, but I have no response to that but like I said everybody in this world is entitled to their opinion alright everybody's entitled to their opinion uh, what say y'all to this we got literally like Get him, TJ. Get him for this. Nah, I'm. I, I agree with Westbrook. When you're a retired player, Magic Johnson is retired. He's a Laker great. He's an NBA great. You have to respect what the guys are going through. If it, if it was easy, everybody would be good. Everybody expected Lakers to be better than what they are. They're not. Westbrook isn't playing the way he's been accustomed to playing, and what people are used to seeing him play at the level. It happens. I'm a Laker fan to the end. They're going to figure this out. You always (laughs) – somebody always has to be blamed. And right now, it's Russell Westbrook. Last night, he had a great game. Can he start to string some games together? But when people expect greatness and you've given a mediocrity as a team, this is what you're going to get. There's one thing I do have to – I love Magic. He's my brother. But I do have to disagree with him on this one comment. As long as I've been watching NBA basketball and watching Russell Westbrook perform, I can guarantee you 100 out of 100 will say you have never, ever questioned that man's effort when he steps on the basketball court. He gives 110% every single night, period, point blank. Oh, well, hour two is coming up next. I know that. 